Sports Live with Tyler Axness on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Wednesday and a Thursday, and part of Friday, all compiled into one afternoon here on Afternoons Live. I'm Tyler Axis, your host. Eric Johnson's our producer. We're going to be with you until 5 o'clock. Tomorrow, I'm on the road. I'm heading south. So, well, I'm going to have a Joel Heidkamp. He's going to be in Frisco. We're making the drive to Frisco, but that's why we're doing a variety of things today, including Spencer Worth, the meat dude, going to be joining you a little bit later on for all your meat-related questions. In fact, I have that in at 35270 already. I'll save it because that's going to be at about 3.30 when he joins us. And Audible is right to my Don's Car Wash. You can put a smile on your car and on your face. I'll tell you who, in fact, is playing this week a little bit later on. We are watching, and I can tell you that nothing has changed, really, about uh, what's going on out in Congress. Still no speaker. Still nobody sworn in. Uh, they have now ha- had five votes, and uh, quite frankly, uh, McCarthy hasn't been gaining any votes. So uh, this still remains uncertain. We'll get into this. What, what we know now, what maybe games are being played and uh, what deals can be made uh, to just get this thing moving forward. But you know what? I, I've been wanting to have this conversation to kick off the show for uh, quite some time. It's one of those things that we've been following since the get-go here about what's going on up in Grand Forks. A couple of things that we've got the Foo Fung uh, group that's been trying and have been uh, working through some processes that you have the city. We thought maybe with this congressional oversight that this was going to maybe just let things cool down. Well, it turns out they just kicked the can down the road and said, that ain't us. You guys decide on that when it comes to CFES. So what does that mean going forward? Well, we're back at it. The discussions are moving forward. In fact, last night in Grand Force, the meeting seemed to get a little heated yet again. Um, but our on-the-ground uh, individuals that we've been getting information from, the ones that have been doing a lot of the work that probably should have been done from the city, from the state from those that before it got this far, it's Frank Matichek and Craig Spicer, both uh, from the northern side of Grand Forks, the Falconer Township. They are back in the KFGO studio. Fellas, welcome back. That I-29, a little bit more drivable than it was about a week ago? Yeah, very yeah. good trip. Yeah, everything good. Is, is good to go. Good to hear. Thanks for coming back in. It's been a long time. I hope you guys had a great holiday break. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I do know that uh, not everything is all cheerful, unfortunately, when it comes to the news, though. Uh, when it comes to the Fufung project, I, I'm kind of curious. Now with this committee, the 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 CFIS that came back and said, well, this isn't really our jurisdiction. And that was a letdown for a lot of people. But uh, what, what's the latest you're hearing, Craig? Well, it was a letdown. We, um, we've been waiting for that for at least 90 days, and they uh, they took their time doing it, so they, they got as much out of it as they could. But they they took the, the safe lane. Uh, on on the decision and said they didn't have jurisdiction, so it was kind of a cop out from where I'm standing from. Which, um, you know, the process that they take, yeah. I, I think, with where we're at with the geopolitics of this whole thing, I I believe that's why it came to that part of it was there's uh, 
the steps that China's involved in now was not the way it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I, I wouldn't make a comment about, you know, 90 days for Congress to say, hey, this isn't really our job. Uh, you know, that would be out of the ordinary, but I'm also looking that we're going to have the sixth vote on uh, the Speaker of the House. So this is just another step in Congress not able to get the job done, I, I think, as far as what uh, the jurisdiction, quite frankly, is. For me as a talk show, for me as somebody that resides uh, here in the Fargo side of the basin, it was a cop-out. I think uh, it's not often that I look at Kevin Kramer and say, well, he's right on this. He is right on this. This is a cop-out. And now here we are. Uh, it's back in the hands uh, locally here, and uh, it, the tension's certainly back. And not that it ever really went away, Frank, but certainly last night when I'm reading about some of the things said to uh, Mayor Bochensky, uh, th- this this tension, is it's hot again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like they're going ahead with everything. Mm-hmm. We're back to uh, talking about the water usage, the uh, solid waste, all these different p- problems that are going to come with this plant. And uh, we're back to not getting the right answers or we're, we're hearing from uh, engineers that uh, seem to tell the city what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of frustrating. We've done a lot of work on it. One of the things that really bothers me is that uh, <clears throat> the Economic Development Committee in Grand Forks um, just does not have a good track record. Uh, Core Scientific, the Red River Biorefinery, and now Fufung, uh, they're always talking about doing due diligence and finding out this stuff. And, and it seems like after a lot of money is lost, given to them, loaned to them, uh, between the state and the city and job authority and wherever else they can find it, uh, then they seem to fail. Mm. And and uh, I don't know. It, Grand Forks deserves better than that, period. Well, I think that just how this process is rolled out and uh, the fact that you as uh, residents, you as township members that have now been annexed, and at least uh, business-wise been annexed, having to do the, deal, the the work that should have been done, in my opinion. This was plopped into your guys' lap as though it was already a done deal. Hey, congratulations, here's what we brought you. Instead of saying, do you guys want this? And, Craig, one thing that the first time you and I spoke about this was because of the impact your business is going to have when it comes to taxes. The infrastructure that's now being laid up there, uh, who's going to be paying for that? And I found it interesting, uh, and uh, the High Plains Reader had a great article yes. on this right. uh, on this uh, Foo Fung corn processing plant, the Angry Citizens in Grand Forks is the title. And credit where it's due, Laura Simmons is the one who authored this. And uh, as I'm reading it, and maybe you can clarify this because you are involved on, on the business and the, the tax side. I, I'm reading where some of the money is, some of the questions coming on, were, was the ARPA funds you know, mm-hmm. used properly? And this coming, you know, of course, federal dollars. And if my understanding is right, this is some of the COVID-19 dollars that came in. And it seemed that maybe a connection wasn't made here. But hearing that there's some of the owners up in your neck of the woods saying, uh, you know, they were receiving letters in the mail from, according to them, the city of Grand Forks, that if the Fufung U.S. corn mill does not move forward, and this is a quote out of this article, uh, then he uh, would be liable for part of the cost of the stormwater pond infrastructure. So the infrastructure is already being worked on. They're claiming it's used... Uh, from ARPA funds, federal dollars, and now that you as business owners are getting letters saying if, in fact, this isn't built, now you have to pay for the infrastructure? Exactly. So how is it that the federal dollars from ARPA's there, that's what they're using to build the infrastructure, but if this one plant's not there, then you as a, a neighbor are responsible. Yeah. I, 
can we connect those dots? Because I'm missing something here, Craig. Well, it falls back on us if it doesn't happen, which uh, that's uh, the city's way of of trying to justify what they're doing, that somehow or another we have to pay for the infrastructure. Okay, well, Todd Phelan, the city administrator, he's doing a little bit of backpedaling because in that article he says, and I'll just uh, read it, Grand Forks is currently building infrastructure such as stormwater pond to help support Fang's needs. So through this whole argument, uh, we came up with the idea that because we're located, we're about a block from the river, we're about a block <coughs> and a half, two blocks from the, the coulee. We have a major uh, road that has a, a ditch that is uh, uh, the size of any huge ditch that there is. We also have the... Uh, the uh, the uh, uh, for the flood protection now English Cooley diversion English Cooley diversion ditch. Okay, we've never flooded there. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't need a stormwater pond. That's that's this is all the undertaking of the city, and then to come up and say okay, Fufeng. Originally they said Fufeng. You know mm-hmm. this wasn't for Fufeng. Now he's backpedaling and saying, well we needed this done to support so Fufeng. Of course they did, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get us to pay for it. That's not going to happen. Well, and that's where again. Uh, Putting it on to your feet, uh, again, uh, this is a – thanks for what we're building. We're building infrastructure, but you're going to have to pay for it if the federal dollars aren't, aren't coming through because it just – it doesn't make sense to me. I'm just on face value here. You can be saying we're well within our right because the city responded to this letter saying the U.S. Treasury allows five different uses for ARPA funds. And then yep. they highlight a section saying the funds can be used to invest in wastewater – and stormwater infrastructure. So to me, they're saying the funds are already there. Yeah. Yep. So it, be damned if Fu Fung's there or not. If you had the money approved, you're going to build this this stormwater. Then why in the world would they have to come to you guys, whether that plant's built or not, saying you're on the hook? Yeah. The contradiction that we find with the city. I mean, through this whole process, we we find them more trust trust trustless through the whole problem. I mean, it, it's just one of those things that they contradict everything they say. The gallons of waters that they started out with was 6.6 million. Now we just heard lately that it could be up to 10 million gallons of water. Well, our city can't handle 10 million gallons of water for one reason. Okay, back to asking questions. Okay, through this whole thing, and Frank knows, we said, why do they need 370 acres? Well, through the process, we've uncovered the information that they want to make that north end section, and they have it on their agenda to annex more property. They want it to be this huge, heavy industrial park. And that's why the water usage of just this plant alone will not be sustainable. Uh, my guest right now is Craig Spicer, Frank Matichek. We're talking about Fufang. They're directly impacted on the north side of Grand Forks here. We're going to come back with more of this conversation. You guys stick around. I also want to ask about some of the other proposals that didn't make the cut in, say, Governor Burgum's speech that he was boasting about bringing to you in Grand Forks. But I got to do a quick break. But I got to do a. This is Afternoons Live with Tyler Axness on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. My guests in the studio, Frank Matichek, Craig Spicer, both from the Faulkner Township up on, on the north side of Grand Forks, directly impacted uh, by this discussion on Fufung. And Craig, where we had left off, we're talking about the acreage that has been bought by the Fufung group and those, uh, the three. 370 million and 370 acres uh, um and a million pardon me uh, 20, $26,000 yes. an acre uh, uh and the question being why why so big of a footprint well that was a question all along Tyler that we dug into real hard we couldn't figure out why they needed such a landmass 
Well, basically, the Home Rule Charter sets it up so that in order for them to annex us in, it has to be a landmass situation. So I call it a force manipulation annexation, okay? A Putin, let me just say I call it a Putin annexation. <laughs> so they accumulated that much acreage to pull the deal off of the annexation. Through the process, I went to all the business owners in that uh, area, mm-hmm. and I had about 90% of them signed a protest that they didn't want to be annexed. Okay, that's just for the record. It, physical people that own fit, physical businesses fit, right here. Right in that area, yeah. okay? I brought it to the city council, okay? They work for us through this whole process, supposedly, okay? We're just trying to build an argument that listen to the people. Please listen to what we're telling you. We don't want it. They just blew that off to the side. Everything that we've accumulated through this thing to try to make a case, whether it be the uh, petition, you know, where we wanted to vote. Yeah. We didn't want to vote to vote Fu Fang out. We wanted to vote to for the people to vote Fu Fang out. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it came down to let's see what the citizens want. Okay, they threw that out also because we we didn't go through the right process. We had it written up by an attorney. We thought it was good to go. They shut that down. So clearly, they are not standing behind the people on this at all, okay? They come up with all these reasons why it's not right that they can set a precedent and let us have our say. So back to the annexation. So now we're in the process of finding out that they are going to further this annexation to as far as they can to, uh, it's a county highway that's, how far north would that be, Frank? Maybe four miles, three, four miles? So they want to bring a, quite a, an acquisition of property in. Mm-hmm. So now in the backlight, we see that's why this thing was set up the way it is. Because Basically, bought your township is in essence it, what I, exactly I, I, right. I, to, to dumb it down for myself. Yep. They, they bought the, 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 the annexation that they wanted the infrastructure from Grand Forks. Yep. They, they didn't want the township. So it's like, okay. We're going to buy enough land up here to say, okay, we've got the share because apparently land is what votes in this situation. Mm-hmm. And then we get the, the infrastructure from Grand Forks. Well, if, if they have a certain percentage, they can opt out of the annexation. And this was a carefully calculated scheme, I think, by the city to get 370 acres to be enough so that the percentage of what Craig's businesses and the other businesses on Highway 81, <clears throat> they wouldn't have enough percentage to opt out of the annexation or, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, <clears throat> I think it was 25%. 25%. Right. And they were about an acre and a half short. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so there was one or two businesses a little further to the North that they're originally going to take. And then they didn't take them because that would have gave the petitioners enough land to annex themselves out or to get out of the annexation. annexation. Yep. It, it was, like I said, it was pretty well, calculated by the city oh, yeah. on how to do that yeah, and it was close paper. it yeah. was close yeah fellas but, i gotta get to the kfjo news center you, sure. you got plenty of time for me here oh yeah yeah, yeah. you made the drive down i'm yep, glad you're gonna sure. spend some time if you got a question you got a comment you can join us all day at three five two seven zero in fact i see some of the comments coming in about those that hold office up in grand forks i will share that with the rest of the kfjo audience right after this news i'm tyler axness don't go anywhere Just joining us, we're talking about the latest in the Foo Fung uh, tension up in Grand Forks. There was another raucous meeting, I guess is what I would describe it as, last night in Grand Forks. And I know that the Grand Forks Herald did have uh, some commentary about, uh, oh, an article about uh, what Mayor Bochensky was called by one of the uh, participants there. (laughs) Matt Henson wrote that. And I want to use that to address this message that was texted to 35270. You can join the conversation all day. 
Uh, Tyler, are you planning on contacting the officials from Grand Force to give them a chance to explain their side of the story? Yes, we have. Eric Johnson is the producer of the show, and in fact, you called the city uh, after the CFIS report came out because I wanted to know where, what, what's next. And I want to know from the official city side, now that this report stepped out of the way, Congress said, well, look, this isn't our jurisdiction as much as I disagree with it, uh, but I wanted to hear from the city. And what did you get back? Uh, I left a voicemail yeah. for for the mayor. I called uh, on December 14th at about 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and uh, I have not heard anything Listen since. Back. So we'll try again. I mean, to, to directly answer your question, yes, we will, but uh, you need to know that we have made attempts before, and we never heard back. Uh, but we'll try again, and uh, when we get back from Frisco, hopefully we can have that side of the story. And I'm guessing that Frank Matichek and Craig Spicer would probably welcome to have them on Absolutely. to talk about this. I Absolutely. mean, this isn't supposed to be a whole, uh, you know, we're, we're just sitting here, you know, throwing haymakers here. But if only one side's willing to actually come out and be heard, then this is unfortunately the way it's brought forward. I think about a, a previous election that happened when you had one of, uh, say, a U.S. senator that didn't want to come on any of these shows until after the election results were in. So just keep that in mind. But, yes, we will try again uh, to have them uh, an equal opportunity here. I want to use that actually to take a step. When, when I look at this as of now compared to what it was when this was brought forward, and, and you learned about it in part, it sounds like the same way the rest of us did because all of a sudden there's a press release, there's it's in the news. You had the Commerce Department Commissioner here in North Dakota, who was uh, James Lamont, I believe at the time, for Governor Burgum, uh, you know, saying, look, this is great, great news. I seem to remember John Hoven saying, you know, not anything too negative about this at the time. In fact, it seemed like, hey, this is going to be a good development. I don't see anybody outside of the city right now boasting about this project. In fact, I think some people have kind of backpedaled and saying, you know, what's this going to mean for the Air Force Base? What's this going to mean for some of the UAS in this High Plains Reader article that I think was just so well done again by uh, yeah. Laura Simmons, uh, raising the question that if this plant, regardless of the ownership, if it's going to use so much water, what's that going to do for other businesses if they want to relocate here? I mean, it, it feels as though the city's been kind of put into this box on their own to defend this project, and it seems like they're still, quite frankly, doing just that. that that's absolutely correct. I mean, they, they want to expand the uh, Grand Sky and the UAS and the and the Air Force Base is going to get a big new project. I, I mean, I don't think they want to lose that, but they, they can't seem to let go of Fufung for that possibility that they might have some problems out there. Um, General Atomics has written a letter that they don't want them in the neighborhood, basically. That's what they said. And uh, the Space Force thing in Cavalier, that's amazing what's going to happen there. Uh, and I was at a, a BRAC meeting the other morning, and there's a lot of stuff happening on both the UAS side and the Air Force base side, mm -hmm. the fact of uh, bringing some things back to the base. And uh, it seems like uh, the city just doesn't seem to care about that. And I think the citizens are pretty, you know, they, the base mm -hmm. has been a big part of Grand Forks for mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. started in 1956. Uh, at one time, it had thirteen, fourteen thousand people on base. It's not that much now. It's mm -hmm. been de brought down a little bit, but the classification of operation there is incredible. One thing, and I understand it. You know, and I, I think it's the right move. It's just unfortunate for those of us that want to know more uh, and that have questions. But I know that uh, Senator uh, Kevin Kramer had some of the intelligence briefings on on this, and I mean, he, he's as best he can say is, I can't 
It didn't change my mind of whether or not this is a good or bad project. He still doesn't want it here. Uh, but the fact that we won't get to know those, that, mm. I think just further you know, pushes kind of this tension here because it's not as clear cut because, you know, you've got the Air Force Base. You've got, you know, all those strategic things mm-hmm. that have been in Grand Forks for a very long time. And uh, to know that there has been, from the highest levels on the intelligence side, at least look into this and we just won't know. That seed of doubt is, I think, going to continue. Because when you and I uh, first started this conversation, I, I was one that, are we overblowing the, the relationship with China? I understood the infrastructure concerns and the money that you potentially as a business owner red, were going to have to put in. Yep, I'm like, I, I get that. Is the China thing overblown? Hearing from more people that have been involved in, in um, you know, this kind of realm, whether that's in politics, whether that's in the bureaus, that, yeah, there's there's reason for concern here. You know, Tyrell, that's interesting because when this first thing started, I used to use the expression, I don't have China fever. I'm looking at this from the pollution end of it, the, the solid waste end of it, the water usage of it, the pollution of it, the, st- the smell of it, uh, all of those things that are, and, and the fact of the corn use, that we're not really in corn country either. You know, all the traffic that's going to be generated by the <coughs> rail cars and the trucks and, and the infrastructure that's going to have to be made just to get the product to the plant. And that was my big thing. But as I started to look at more and more of this and I started to listen to some other people and look at other things, um, you know, the, the thing we say a lot is the China today isn't the China that was there 10 years ago or five years ago even. And, yeah, we do a lot of business with China. There's no, that's no secret, you know. But, I mean, this particular, this particular business just doesn't fit the area, for one thing, and, and the fact that they won't admit that they have ties to the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, as it's called, because everybody does, and uh, all of these businesses do in some way, shape, or form. So I think the Chinese thing is a, a very viable part of the equation of why this thing shouldn't be there. As this, uh, you know, I mean, it seems like it's kind of, has it been, has it been building momentum to, to progress? I guess I'll ask you the question, because it certainly seems that since the CFES got out of the way that, yep, momentum's back, that this is yeah, it, more it likely is. to have be be completed than not now. Well, what kind of surprised me last night is they've been going ahead with the engineering stuff, and like Craig talked about, they said they were going to cease all activity till the CFIS review was in, you know. And by the way, the CFIS review just says that the land transaction, that 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 wasn't, uh, you know, something Mm -hmm. that they they were interested in, I guess, is basically the way they put it. It still doesn't have anything to do with the function of the factory and the fact of the Department of Defense and the Air Force and all this other stuff that's out there that – I'm sure is still looking into this. Well, and I think Kevin Kramer proved that yes, on, on the Senate yes. side that there, it's not just the CFIS that there's other departments uh, that are you know quite instrumental that have been looking at this project. Yeah. On the ground, though, Craig, and I'm going to kick this to you because you own uh, you know a business that's literally across the street sure. from this. I mean, have you felt as the I mean the pressure? I mean, is there intimidation from the city from the group or because I assume this isn't the first time that you've had to deal with, you know, uh, zoning, uh, the, the township, all of that. Uh, explain from a business owner how this one's been so different from any other thing that's been brought your way. Well, okay. So I'll put some thought to that. And the fact of the matter is when it was first, you know, set upon us, I called in a radio station show and they had uh, our president of the city council on. And I, 
kind of dumbfounded. I said, okay, what's what's with this? And they kind of like, oh, this is going to be a great thing for the community. 233 jobs. I don't know. They're going to bring in manufacturing. You know, I'm going, you know something? I, I don't believe we need this right now. I said, I, I like our town the way it is. Grand Forks, just a nice agricultural, quiet town. Okay. At that time, they told me that if I didn't like it, I should leave. That came from them. It's like, I, really, from the city, from a person from the city council. Okay. So at different levels, I go through it and and most of this has been an education process, and, and I'm actually right now I'm very thankful for it. I really am. Because when it first got started, you know, with my business involved and what it was going to cost me, I mean, there was fear involved, you know. And, and I felt some intimidation from the city all along. I've, I've had conversations with the mayor where him and I have, you know, just about come to blows. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. And, you know, when you think that the city is supposed to be there to protect you and to uh, satisfy the, the people of the community and take care of them, and you find out it's just the opposite and there's no trust in them, it uh, it wears on you. You guys got time for a phone call before we take our last break here? Sure. I get it to the phone lines. You can join us at 237-594. You guys have those headphones on. We'll get Greg on with you. Greg, thanks for calling KFGO. You're on with uh, Frank and Craig, and I'm Tyler Axness. Yes, I live 50 miles from Grand Forks, and I used to have a missile launch facility on my property which has been shut down and blown up and i've never understood the city of grand forks wanting to keep the air force base open that makes us a target for all of the military complexes in the world whether it's china or russia we have got a target on our back because of that missile site i've always said we would be far better off shutting it down and we could have had Amazon and Grand Forks, we could have had FedEx use that facility. There's lots of ways to use that facility besides what they're doing with it. All right. Greg, appreciate the phone call. Where, I mean, the the amount of influence I think that Air Force Base has had in Grand Forks, bringing people from all around the world to be a, a part of that facility, become a part of the community of Grand Forks, uh, to have that get closed. I, there have been long, hard fights, uh, fights from delegations, Republican, Democrat, to make sure we don't lose that because of the economic impact. Uh, and it has been instrumental in, I think, in our, in our national defense. Um, you know, the concern of having a target on our back, um, you know, I think that we're pretty well positioned to take care of our own here. But as far as the impact it's had, I, I, I just don't find myself in agreement, Greg. But I appreciate your phone call there. Uh, fellas, when we, when we come back here, I'll give you the final word. Uh, we need to take a quick break here, but final word on this project. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what was missing out of Governor Burgum's speech yesterday, something else that was brought to Grand Forks uh, that might not be a part of it anymore. But more with Frank Matichek and uh, Craig Spicer, both from the Falconer Township. Foo Fung, right after this. Six minutes left with my guests in the studio, Frank Matichek, Greg, uh, Craig Spicer, both from the Falconer Township, north of Grand Forks, the, this location that's now been annexed. I mean, is it still Falconer Township if you've been annexed? I guess let me ask that elementary well, question. Yeah, there's still a good chunk of Falconer Township left, okay. but this was our 
our one of our main areas with the uh, Faulkner Township has about 240 residents. It's got a bunch of really good farmland in it, and then it had about 40 businesses that got annexed. I think we had a total of 90 businesses in the okay. township spread out through it, uh, different ag-related stuff. Uh, uh, Craig's got a trucking company, and mm-hmm. and there's uh, Tri-Steel Manufacturing that manufactures the potato equipment. There's just a bunch of stuff that's out there, trucking companies, sure. truck repair, um, there used to be a lot of uh, tractor and implement dealerships there, and these businesses have now been taken over by other businesses that are there. Okay. So, yeah. But, but, uh, but we are still annexed them. Yeah. yeah. They are annexed. They are for sure, those 40 businesses. Yeah. And uh, But there's still a part of the township left, and the rest of our township does not want any more city uh, any any more city participation in the township, so we'll see what happens. But Craig, yeah. about being now a part of city your businesses, I mean, how does that impact, if at all, your your current taxes? I mean, do property taxes go up because you're part of the city now, or has that stayed flat? Well, we just paid our last county taxes, and we haven't got a we've got an estimate from the city, but it looks like we're going to be increased from between four hundred to six hundred percent on just part, of, and that's that's just the initial one until they come in and reevaluate. You know, yeah. I'm sure they're getting ready to. I know they're going to take it out on me a lot more than here anybody well, else because the, of how I'm involved. Well, and that's why I, why I asked if there's been intimidation here uh, or if you feel that way. And, of course, that's up for interpretation. Um, sure. But uh, the the question that uh, – I mean, at what point are they, are they pricing you out? If, I mean, it's 600% property tax increase just by being annexed because of the way – the, the Fufang group has basically went in, got enough acreage to say, look, we're going to kind of force you 40-some businesses in on this deal here. I mean, you're already getting dinged for this, and you still didn't even ask for it. You don't want it. You no. know, they told the very first meeting, they said, we're going to need to annex. They met with the township here, and, and we had to call the meeting. They wouldn't even – they didn't even have the courtesy to give us a meeting. But my, my township supervisor – uh, the chairman found out about it and said, hey, don't you think we should have a meeting? In the very first meeting, they told us, we're going to have to next part of your township because we need those people to help pay for the infrastructure for this corn plant. And they said that plain as day at that very first meeting. And that's where I, right then and there, I said, this isn't the right thing to do. Right then and there. Doesn't that make it, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, a little bit more aggravating I mean, if, that this was If you're going to have a big release. business come in, you know, I understand these people try to give them everything to, to get them to come to their town and, and get their jobs and stuff. But the way this was handled by the city has, has created such a toxic atmosphere. I mean, you have people What's yelling it? at the yeah. mayor and the mayor yelling at people to sit down. And, I mean, it's just um, – it's all because the transparency wasn't there. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they just weren't – I don't know if they were completely dishonest with people. They just didn't tell people the truth. You know, combination, combination, combination of, yeah. you know, well, the, yeah. you know, there's something about, you know, I think we pride ourselves in this neck of the woods yeah. about being neighborly, right? Let me put it this way. I'm looking at putting a fence up in my yard yep. this summer. You know what I'm going to do? I'm walking across the, the alleyway to talk with my neighbor saying, look, is it, you know, sure. let's talk about this because this will yep. be butting up right next against you. That's the position you're in right now, Craig. Exactly. Yep. And nothing besides this press release comes out. Now it's, hey, we're going to annex you. You're going to have a 600% increase in your property taxes. And then to have this, well, we're we're building this stormwater infrastructure. We're using these federal funds. But if this plan doesn't come here, guess what? Uh, magically, those federal funds disappear, and now you're on the hook for that too. Exactly. That's how I read this. And I, I I know we've only got a minute here. Um, as far as, I mean, the city, the state, 
uh, there's been grants, there's been taxpayer provided, oh, yeah. you know, grants to oh, yeah. this. The tax breaks for X amount of years has been brought. It's just, it, it seems like we've been putting it on the platter, or, uh, you know, to say, come well, here. Well, the, the legal yeah. fees just for the city, for the city attorney, came out in a story, it was 180000 and then the city hired a, an, a, an attorney to monitor the CFIS process, and that was another 40000 yeah. That's just the legal fees on this whole thing that the taxpayers, the Grand Forks, have paid for through the city attorney and the city legal fees. Fellas, I only got uh, two minutes left here. I mean, what's the next step? I, I mean, for, for you, Craig, as a business owner, you're already going to have that property tax statement coming coming in. Who knows what, what, if anything, Bismarck does about property tax relief and hopefully sure. it goes uh, to that. But, I, I mean, what, what left do you guys have as options here? Well, we know that Senator Kramer is a strong advocate in our corner, so, you know, but we also realize that that's you know anything to do with that is going to be a slow process, so that's whatever time that takes. I guess what we're looking at now is we have the the ways and the means to actually start uh, a recall on several of the council members and the, possibly the mayor also. You know something? You put this on us. This is not something we want to do. But there's you, know, you have approached this in all the wrong manner. You could have done this a, a, a face to face. Come out and talk to some of the property owners, done it in a whole different manner, and maybe it would have taken a different curve, but you didn't. And everything we we deal with with you tells us that you're not trustworthy, and so we're out of it. We're not we're not going to go down that road and think that we're going to work with you on any level that you we can trust you. Well, and that's where I think uh, the, the voting in Grand Forks in the next, whether it's a recall or the next uh, – you know, June election, election. it's going to be quite telling. Uh, you guys, uh, Craig Spicer, Frank Matichuk, I always appreciate, uh, one, the passion you bring, the insight, the questions, the education that I learn on this. I will give you all my word. We'll reach out to Grand Forks yet again, uh, and we have, but we'll give them another shot to join us. But you guys travel safe back up north, all right? Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Okay, no. I would just like to say, if, if you want to get a hold of the mayor or the council persons that want to come on, Frank and I are willing to debate him or talk to him anytime, any, whatever works. Very good. Craig, Frank, as always, guys, it's good to visit with you again, and you take Thanks. care, all right? Thank you. Yep. Thank and, uh, folks, I got a lot of messages. Uh, uh, you know, people are bringing up TikTok. We're talking about how this is good. People wondering about those officials up at Grand Forks. It's all on the table. I got to get you caught up with CBS National News. We'll check back in with the boys across the hall here at KFGO, your local headlines. You want to get it off your chest? I'm your platform to do so, 237-5948 or at 35270. I'm Tyler Axness. You're listening to KFGO Fargo.